Blake and Michael present Population 536. Okay, so what do you call a man with no arms and no legs in the ocean? What? Call that bitch Bob. Oh, fuck. Hi, and welcome <laughs> into Population 536. Uh, man, uh, fifth episode. Bitch, we're Crazy. rolling. We fucking ro- and actually this is before launch. This is actually one day before launch. Yeah. So we're ha- this is how we're deep. We're balls deep, boys. Like Erda. that's not far for me, but it's far enough. Okay, praise so. God. Yeah, I'm only working with an inch and a half, so it doesn't yeah. take very much. Ooh, funny side note. I saw I think it was on Twitter that the smallest functioning penis in the world is one sixteenth of an inch long. I, and I said, that's gotta be a micro penis. I, right? I said, bitch, what is that? A belly button that can pee? Because, like, <laughs> god <laughs> damn it. <laughs> and then, actually, on Twitter, and then, sorry, I got really close to the mic. One guy subtweeted and said, damn, you didn't have to call me out like that. <laughs> and, to you? And, oh, no, I didn't say that. Like, some other oh, guy sub- oh my god, that would have been hilarious. I no, I wish I did because he did that. And then there was a meme of it, and the caption was just like, Carlos took one for the whole world to make this happen. <laughs> to make this happen. Well, to kind of recap what we talked about last episode, we went into the time I got double booted at a concert, um, and we kind of we kind of had to cut it short. The software that we use, I don't know why we haven't just gotten the upgraded version yet because we want to see how well this goes. Because uh, if y'all like longer than forty five minute episodes, we can. But. Um, yeah, so at the very end yesterday, it was cut kind of short. We we're in the middle of a conversation. Blake goes, "So how long do we have?" Oh yeah, thirty yeah. seconds, <laughs> yeah. and it it cuts the it cuts it right off. Right, uh, right. We can probably call. We could probably do like two different ones and put them together. But uh, forty five minutes is cool. But uh, so <laughs> I watched this show on Hulu. It's called uh, Superstore, and what it is, it's about these people that work at a grocery store, a big grocery store. And one of the episodes that just came up was about the lottery. And it really started making me think because, you know, they take a ton of money out of whatever you get. It's like 30%. And then, yeah. Oh, it's like more than that. I think it's like 45 or something stupid like that. Because it's crazy. Yeah. I think the Texas lottery takes less out, but the national lottery is like, it's almost like half of your winnings because of all the taxes on it. But I wanted to ask you what you would do with your lottery winning. Ooh, okay. I I theorize this all the time because like, you know, as one does when they're bored. I say that a lot. I've noticed that as one does. Um, and I, let's, let's just come up with a number because I, I feel like I'm weird about it. I'll theorize differently depending on how big the lottery was. So what okay, you, what, let's what say we're say? going mega millions and say it's 120 million and let's say 30% gets taken out of it. So what is that like? You're getting uh, 10, 60, 60 yeah. million or something? <clears throat> well, if we're taking 30% out, let's see, 10 would be 12. No. So it'd be like 94 million. Wow, my I clearly had a very small town <laughs> education. Christ alive. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll just say hundred million is what you're taking home. Just for we'll okay. say that just for, for giggles and shits until someone yeah. shits and giggles. Yeah. Oh, every morning. Now obvious the obvious statement is with a hundred million dollars in your lifetime, you, you can spend that, but someone from I guess how 
I, I would never end up spending all of that. You know what I mean? But <clears throat> you wouldn't really have to invest it. You have no need to. You have $100 million, right? And that's the, I guess that's the ignorant viewpoint on it. But I mean, in all honesty, and it's, it's always hard to like properly theorize these kinds of things because we've never had that amount of like, that amount of money is so incomprehensible. You know what I mean? Right. And it's disposable. It's not like you're making a bunch of money a year and you just get small sums of it. And that's another question I was going to ask. Would you take the lump sum or would you take the monthly or whatever it is? The yearly one. See, it was funny because my economics professor always said, if you win the lottery, it's always smarter to take the lump sum. Like you get less, but your money is worth so much more right now than it will be in 25 years. Because say the, say the lump sum for the hundred million you get, or is the hundred million, right? We'll, we'll just say that. Right. <clears throat> you have a hundred million right now to invest. You know what I mean? And you True. have it right fucking now. Now, if you, and he, he said the only time I would ever, because he was thinking on like an exponential growth as far as investment kind of standpoint with it, which would be the smart way to look at it. But he was saying like, unless you know you are so financially un, in, like irresponsible, which I mean, you would need a financial advisor anyway, like never take the yearly one. But then if you think about it, $100 million over 20 years is still $5 million a year. You know what I mean? Right. See, but and, and, my thing is, <laughs> do you take the yearly and then take like half of it and invest it and then live off of the other half per right. year? I mean, I mean, because you could you're... still put a bunch of money <clears throat> into, you wouldn't be able to put as much but there's a constant inflow of money into stocks unless you're going to do that on your own. Right. right? Unless and, you take the hundred million and you divide it up and have a financial advisor, just like take that money right. out and replace it and the dividends and things like that. Yeah, but right. I always, I was always thinking if you take the yearly, then you could, you could put money in different places all the time instead of right. like having it all at once and having to make that decision almost immediately. Right. And, and of and of course, you don't have to immediately invest the 100 million. But I, I know what you're saying. It's 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 almost smarter to get it in chunks because you can like it, it's more manageable amount to try and manage. You know, right? Um, and then if if for some reason you you don't invest well in the first couple of years, you still have a constant. You know, money's still coming. Right, right. And that's I, where I my think, brain goes. And, and and that makes sense. And the responsible part of me. It, it, say you're going to get the same amount regardless, like because I re hold on re irregardless. Thank you. I got really close to the mic again. I'm sorry, sorry guys. I'm not used to how good this actual mic is yet, so I'm going to be fluctuating <laughs> a lot. Um, so let's. So we're. I I think the way the taxes work with the yearly one is it's a little bit. I think you end up losing or you don't lose more, but it because of like inflation and or deflation like your money becomes worth any either way let's just say it's the same right responsible part of me is going to say take the yearly one because then i have a budget you know i'm not going to spend that five million dollars but it's nice to have that like invisible barricade that says like oh if you wanted to you're going to have to really think about it before you purchase that kind of thing you know right in all honesty what do i need more than five million dollars for even in the first year I don't, I, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I say that I, I'm not going to lie. If I got it, cause I guess we're going to say what we would do with it in the, like I would, well, for one, I would immediately quit my job because I know a lot of people would like still work and stuff, but in all honesty, I'm not in a, I don't hate my job by any means, but I'm not in a job that I'm like 
literally waking up in the morning and like running to because I just like love it so much. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So some people are going to have different aspects. It's very subjective, of course, on that end, but I would quit. Um, I would buy, not gonna lie, I would buy a lot of stupid shit because, you know, stuff that I've never even thought attainable or like responsible enough to save up for. And um, because at that, with that much money, there is no such thing as like a price to anything. It's just like, you just like will it and it becomes a thing. You know what I mean? Right. Because if, especially if you have like the hundred million and it's weird to say that a hundred million isn't a lot today. I mean, it's still an erroneous amount of money, but it's, I don't even know if I were use that word right, whatever, but you know, it's, you went to it's AM, so, so I'll yeah. give you, you have a degree. I don't. So we're going to yeah. go ahead and go with whatever you have yeah. to say. It's a, it's, it's, and that's like whenever they, when it was like up to a billion, people are always like, oh, I, you know, I, I invest it. First off, no, you fucking wouldn't. Like, I'm sorry. Half the people that say they would invest it are people that like are just saying that to not seem like selfish assholes when they win it. Cause like, I'm going to buy a shitload of stuff. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll give my parents a fuck ton of money so they don't ever have to work again, even, you know? I'll buy right. my dad or make my dad a freaking 50 car garage so he can retire and just work on his old trucks all day like he wants to do. I'll just like give my mom money so she can like go, you know, fuck around the world like she likes to do. So I would buy, I don't know, I would probably buy a house in every major city in Texas <laughs> just That's because, I, you know, just because I could. And well, actually, that sounds really douchey just because I could. But you know you know what I mean. Just okay, because you've I got have, $100 million, so. Oh, yeah. And I have friends all over Texas, so it just seems convenient. And I think the first year or two would be me doing stuff that I've always wanted to do and, like, just, you know, buying and purchasing and stuff like that. Um, and then after that, I'd probably go, like, more seriously into investment and that kind of thing. And obviously, like, actually settling down. Um and I do have one thing to say after this, but I want to hear what your 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 viewpoint is on it, like what you would do. So what I would do, and I'm gonna be real with you because I've thought do about it. this. Right. Um, I would if I won the lottery, I would before I went and submitted like got the money, I would go and get a lawyer yes. and have them start. Uh, and see, I've heard it both ways. Like you could either like there's some discretion. Like you can start a company. Or there's mm-hmm. like some other thing that I don't know enough about where the lawyer goes on your behalf and picks it up. So it's right. it's completely anonymous. completely anonymous and it would be a lot to fight to try to figure that out. So right. what I would do is I would I work retail, I would just go off. Like all of the customers <laughs> that come in, <laughs> I would make them fire me because then I would get unemployment. So on top of <laughs> not having to work get unemployment from the company that I work with, which I make right. decent money, right? Right. So I'd take that. I think, honestly, I would take the yearly just because I know it might be better to have a financial advisor, but if I have a financial advisor that I could like give a certain amount of money and have him re- like invest it, like okay. I would, honestly, I would take and invest it, not a lot of it, Mm-hmm. I would not do like I'd probably maybe do twenty percent of my yearly just like mm-hmm. straight into investments of some kind. Probably like honestly, if I could get into like apartment complexes for college students, oh, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. well, even if, so, how much money they make because they do it by the room. So right. an apartment, oh, yeah, an apartment yeah. complex, <clears throat> or an apartment that was a three bedroom that would go for 
let's say $1,100, $1,200, they're renting out $500 a room. So they're making way more money on top of that they need to. So if you just invest, like you can invest it that way and like you can make a ton of money. So, you know, take 10% and invest it into real estate like that Mm -hmm. and then take another 10% to put into stocks or whatever. But I would just, I would pay off like my parents' house. Like I would do everything as quiet as possible and then just take people, like I would take you and just, we would just disappear off the face of the earth one day. (laughs) Right. Honestly. Yeah, we'd be doing a podcast from space. (laughs) Yeah, and people would just be listening like, where the fuck are these assholes? And like, oh, well, we're wherever. You can get, I would take it and you can expand your money even more. Like, let's go to Mexico. Like, it's hot as shit in Texas already. Mm -hmm. Like, let's go somewhere where it's at least nice when I walk outside, (laughs) you know? And I could make it last way longer. And I would just, I would do this full time. I would stream. I would play video games. And I would do the podcast. This would be everything to me. I would take the people who are closest to me and we would just dip. We would just dip from society. And, you know, if I make my money correctly, like everybody can live comfortably, you know? Right. So if for something, if something went wrong, if we had to go back into the workforce, like it would be difficult to be like, okay, where's this 10 year lapse and you not having yeah. to work? Oh yeah. I disappeared oh. off the face of the earth. Yeah. I'm going to be I'm real with you. Off. Yeah. yeah I, I did pretty much it. whatever I wanted to. Yeah. I would just, I would drink tequila, eat tacos and like stream Dude. and podcast all day. Long. That would honestly, that would be my life. Cause I didn't grow up with a lot of money and mm-hmm. I feel like I would do stupid stuff like that, but I hate like I genuinely do not like just spending money on things. So it would oh, be right. hard for me to get past that for a while. Like I know that I would have it, but I would be so fearful that I would lose it all, you know, right. that I would, I would have to put money somewhere and invest it and know that I'm going to get a return or it's going to like keep me up at night, right. even right. with that amount of money. Right. And that, and that's a really good point because like, I've always been weird about, like if I had, like I'm, I'm good at saving for something like my first computer I bought, I bought in high school. Cause I would, you know, work for my dad and stepmom after, after school at their, uh, their businesses or whatever, and save that up and then work for them over the summer. And I mean, I saved, I saved up for that. And, uh, it's, it, I always do this. And it's like, I always end up purchasing what I like have the goal for. Cause that's what it's, you know, that's what the money's for. But then every time before I hit buy, I'm always like, well, man, this is say a thousand dollars. You're like, wow, this is a thousand dollars I could use on like so many other things. Right. And it almost like makes you realize not how insignificant the one purchase is, but you're realizing like how much money you're actually putting into it. And I know a thousand dollars isn't a lot of money to a lot of people, but like from how we were raised and grew up, that's a significant amount of money. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, And it's, and and I I think yeah you made a really good point there because it's it's like we would buy dumb shit obviously but then it would get to a certain point where it's like I can afford this but do I need to even have it you know right and and that's the whole because people people get mad about rich people being like budget friendly and they're like well what what does it matter you have the money what it, like you can spend it it's like yeah but that doesn't mean you have to spend it just because you have it doesn't mean you have to use your resources you know what i mean and I, or, i've talked to people in finance or i've talked to people who do investments in, and mm-hmm. the people who come in and are flashy and have like they, they make you seem like they have a ton of money right. they don't oh, like they're yeah. compensating for something the people right. who come in that just like look like everyday joe schmo driving 
older vehicles, not wearing anything fancy, like they have the money because they do it correctly. Right. Like they handle their money the way that it's supposed to, and it's going right. to last for generations. Unless you're at the like the dumb money level where right. you just have kids and they just destroy everything, like right. we we all know people like that. Oh yeah, uh, but that's yeah. that's a different. That's like coming from money, not like oh, getting yeah, money. It, it's like I said, yeah, it's it's a really subjective on your upbringing because like if you're raised in a fuck you money environment, then you already have like. I'm not going to say everyone because it's very, and I want to just assume, but like stereotypically and generally speaking for that type of, that level of society, they already kind of, you just operate with it within what you were given, if that makes any right. sense. Right. You, you know? live within, you live within your means or what you're used to. Yeah. You're and, used to a lifestyle. Right. And I'm glad you brought up uh, the whole uh, anonymous, anonymous, fucking anonymous thing or anonymity, whatever the hell the word's called. Um, because I, I was going to say the same thing too, because, um, luckily in Texas, we have the privilege to be able to claim it through someone else and they, and you can choose to not have your name released. There are some States where they force you to like, excuse me, they, they make it like public knowledge at who won. It doesn't make any sense though. Like, why does and, it matter? I exactly. I don't see the actual point in that because it's not like you're going to hide from the IRS when you just banked a hundred million dollars, you know? And the thing and, is, everybody and and their sister are going to come to you with ideas, or they need money here, and they need money there. Right. Like people who are closest to me, they're going to know that I have that money. I have absolutely no help or no problem helping them. But it's people that like either I'm not close with or what whatever the circumstances are. People are not afraid to ask for anything. Oh yeah, like and, people and- just aren't. Right. And the, the biggest, I think that's the hardest thing for most people that win the lottery is because, you know, you always want to give somebody, you know, some money to help them out, but then it's like, where do you draw the line? Because obviously your parents, no one should ever be like, Oh, why the fuck would you give it to them and not me? You know, that kind of thing. Well, but that's, that's the thought of some people though. Well, well, I've done, I've been here for you. What about this? And it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, this isn't your money. You should have won the lottery. Right. And the whole anonymous thing on another kind of aspect of that, I feel like, and, and I guess I'll, I'll ask what your viewpoint is too. I, I would almost want to already be in a relationship before winning the money because I feel like, I mean, and I wouldn't be flashy about it. And like, obviously if you like began dating someone or whatever, after you won, they would, I want to say they would eventually have to find out, but essentially they would like you would eventually tell them where the money's coming from. You know what I mean? Right. And, and you don't, I don't want to say you have to lie to them. You could just tell them you like, you made really good investments, whatever, whatever. But that's the, and it sounds really like I don't trust anybody or whatever, but like, I kind of I can't always, trust anybody. I'm always, I'm always like pessimistic and really wary of new people anyway. Truly, you, you don't know someone's intentions. You can oh, you exactly. can know someone very well and still not knew and still not know their true intentions. So right. that's that I'm super cautious about that too. Like I don't right. mind helping anyone, but I'm not gonna just I'm not gonna bend over backwards for someone that I expect something back. Right. You know, I expect exactly. like if, if if I help someone, I don't expect anything back because you're gonna get your hopes up and you get into a situation where if for some reason they're unable to reciprocate return repay Mm -hmm. it it causes a strain and it's it's not worth getting into that situation because someone else is gonna uh, someone else in their eyes is more important than you and that other person 
if that's the relationship they have, they can help them. I know, I know that's kind of shitty to say, but right. if someone is going to do that to you, like you just have to be, what's the word I'm looking for? You have to be um, self-sustaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you have to be happy with yourself or not happy with yourself, but you have to be, I know what you mean. Like it's you gotta whole... be selfish at some point in your life. Right. Where exactly. It, even if it doesn't, if it doesn't hurt anybody, Sometimes it's going to hurt somebody's feelings, but you know, you can tell if somebody's out there for your best interest or not, if depending on how they react to your, how you choose to live your life. Right. And my whole thing with, with that is it's like, if I'm going to, like, if I'm going to date somebody after I win the lotto, right. They're obviously like, I'll, you know, treat them to shit and pay for, pay for it all or whatever. But I, you, like, you don't want to be overly lavish with it because it sounds, it sounds terrible. Like I don't trust anybody, but like, I don't know if I would even tell them about the money until like multiple years into the relationship because. Yeah. And especially if you're going to get married, like it's it's dumb as this is, but signing a prenup because you never know what, you never know what's going to happen. And then you can be Jeff Bezos and give away half of Amazon essentially. That like, 35 billion dollars yeah that she's gonna get but that's a whole nother argument she was there they started the whole company out of the garage like it was a house they owned and and things like that it was i have no issues with her taking half of his money because she was there well before amazon she was who there's no telling how much she helped at the beginning because they just started out of the garage Right, we don't we don't know that stuff but that's that's a whole situation that i don't want to get myself into either Oh, right. Exactly. And that's why, that's why I think like you would have to, you just have to be careful about it. And I, and I might just be, I just might sound like a real grouch who doesn't trust anybody, but it's like with that amount of money you, and it's, and I know it's different because people are going to be like, Oh, well, it's not like you earned it or worked for it or whatever. It's like, yeah, but it's still yours. You know, that doesn't mean you, you shouldn't still like keep like, you shouldn't just throw caution to the wind just because you didn't attain it in a traditional mean Means right. or whatever. You've been that you've been blessed yeah. with this money, this opportunity, and why? Right. Yeah, and it, I'll be damned if I win and then have someone waste ten years of my life and then take half of it from me. You know what I mean? Right. You know, it's because right. it sounds bad, but some people play that long game. You yeah, know, that they, they play that, it long enough to where you just let your guard down and you get it. And it sounds like I've just been attacked, but I'm you know I'm not speaking for personal experience, but you know what I mean? Absolutely. It's just, it's there's a lot of a lot of marriages like that where well i know a lot of them where they get divorced just right after the last kid gets out of high school because they were literally only together to keep the kids i mean that's more of a mutual thing and that's that's a really different tangent but we can we can go to something different now i'm sorry i was just like no no, no. It, but it's it's the truth like we yeah. i brought up this point to see what you would do with the lottery and and that's where you know we get down into the nitty-gritty of it because it's like oh man i'd buy a yacht and it's like okay right. but like boats are real expensive yeah, and then and you if, if you can't there, get the, if you can't get out from under it like that's a whole nother story yeah. and yeah i just i don't need a boat like it'd be nice to like have I'll really. It'd be nice <laughs> to have a house and like. Oh, yeah. let, let, let's do what Ninja does, right? Buy a house and take a room and turn it solely into like the best possible streaming podcast area. Right. Because that's like, if I had the opportunity to like leave my job, like if for hope, hopefully, if this becomes incredibly successful, 
right? Mm-hmm. And I can step away from my job and do this. Like, this is what I care about more. Like, if I could learn how to, like, write programs, if I could learn how to build games, if I could do that stuff, like, that's what I would like to do most. But not everybody has the opportunity to go to school. Not everybody has the opportunity right. to. And do you win the lottery and do you go back to school? Do you set up? college funds for kids like i'm really glad you brought that up because i was contemplating this while i was in school like in college and the argument that i always made to my classmates was if you won before you graduated would you even finish school you know i I think i would the thing is if i had the opportunity to go to school to like a four-year university and go and do it i could have done it like I, oh. I think it'd be a different story because when I was going to school, I was driving thirty minutes to a community college. I went for three semesters, mm-hmm. and it was just like it became so overwhelming because I was working what seventy hours a week, going to school full time, right. driving yeah, back and forth like every single day. Yeah, I was off on Sunday. I was putting in. I'm sorry, I was putting in sixty five hours a week and going to school. Literally, I was taking. Oh, right full time. I was taking four classes a semester and it wasn't that I was having trouble in my classes, but it was like the constant, like I was so tired all the time. Like I would fall asleep. Like I would be sat at a stoplight and fall asleep because it was just literally what I was supposed to do. You're supposed to graduate high school and you're supposed to go to college because all your friends are in college, but all of your friends are at a four year university living in a dorm, not having to work. Like that's a different story. Like if I could do that, I don't think that I'd be where I am today. Uh, I don't oh, think I'd yeah. be actually doing what I want to do. I would probably be a coach somewhere and be miserable because right. that's what I wanted. Right. That's what I wanted to go do. And it's not the kids. Like I have no issues working with kids. Like they're great. I've had some great opportunities and I really, it's really bettered me as a person, but mm-hmm. like the whole school system is totally fucked in the United States. It's not oh, even yeah. funny. Yeah, like it's, it's all about standardized testing and it's fucking worthless once you get out of school. Yeah, oh yeah. And it's like, what does a standardized test even teach you to do aside from just literally memorization of topics and right. then addiction to Adderall at the age of 14? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, honestly, like it just teaches you how to re- take in material and retain it long enough to put it back into a, a test that they have set up for you. Right. And, and I, it's I, just, I didn't get the. I don't get the draw to it. Like it's fun to learn stuff, but mm-hmm. it's more fun for me to learn stuff on my own because uh, right. I retain the information better and I want to share it with other people. But in school, it's just where you're stuck in a room with everybody and you're, I don't know it. I think there's a better way to do it and I don't have a good enough education to right. say and... one way or the other, but it fuck man. It's, it's not, especially at a small school level. Holy shit, man. If if you're good enough friends with the principal, like you can just you can graduate essentially. Oh, yeah. Like you can be the dumbest fucking kid, but no one wants to make waves. Everybody knows Billy Joe. Mm-hmm. Billy Joe's your your first cousin, so you know, we just got to we we got to make exceptions because we we couldn't let you fall through the cracks. Right. Well, and I don't remember who said this, but someone told me this and they said, you know, the future generations are being trained to be very good test takers and very poor question answerers. Like That's you can't, you know what I mean? Like they know how to take a test, but they don't, they don't know how to apply the actual knowledge that was given to them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Like they know 
they know facts and stats in well i say that i'm assuming a lot here but from from what i've heard is it's a very structured like it, i don't even know what the star test or whatever looks like i didn't have to take it i was a tax and toss baby or whatever but yeah we uh, I, my senior yeah. year was the first year for the star test and i have i have no idea what that was or what right, it right. entails but they get like kids get so overwhelmed mm-hmm. and it's 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 taking a toll on them as people because oh, they're yeah. so stressed out about it because it's that it it's not to go and get an education it's to make the school look good enough so they can continue to get funding from funding. the government yeah, so that they can time. they can and it, especially in the state of Texas it's all about sports oh yeah now given <clears throat> given uh, there's a lot of schools that take into they do theater or they do music but mm-hmm. for majority it's about sports if you look in the metroplex there's multiple or multiple high school football stadiums that look just like college stadiums. Oh, and um, just to name a few, South Lake Carroll has oh my funding God. Than, most, than most junior colleges I know of. Yeah, um, the, yeah they uh, are, Alito, but they, they're <laughs> contest. Oh, Alito's not even funny, yeah. man. Alito has probably the tallest bleachers I've ever seen in a high school stadium before. <laughs> but that's what draws kids oh, yeah. there. That's what draws, a, that's what draws money to the school. Right. That's how they get their funding. And I get that. And I have no problem. I think sports is great because it makes kids have to be in class. It makes the kids have to study. It makes them have to be eligible to play. And then to go on and get a scholarship for that, I think is absolutely amazing, but not everybody's going to be a professional athlete and to get into school and get a fine arts degree or whatever, and not be able to use that in the real world. Like what's the point? It, right, and I, I say props to every student athlete that actually managed to get a scholarship of any kind, full ride or not. Because I mean, that's like they've devoted their entire life to that. Let's not lie; like nobody just. Oh accidentally no, gets I have. I have yeah. absolutely nothing against that. I have the right. my biggest it, argument is just the school is solely oh, yeah, focused right. on on building money for themselves and then they don't want to fucking pay the teachers the way that they need to. Oh no. Yeah. And and I wasn't even ragging you for that. I was just saying it's, I was kind of going off on their tangent about how, you know, it's, it's, and sorry to draw away from the teacher thing, but it's sad how, how many student athletes get in and then how even at that point, only like what 2% of them ever actually go to be professional. Yeah. You know, and that's, it's and i i'm not in that position so i don't know what it would feel like but i feel like it would be very soul crushing to work literally your entire life and college career into getting into that sport and everything and then finding out as you're leaving like oh hey you have to go do something you actually like haven't really been preparing for for the rest of your life you know like you have to you have to go like sell insurance now even though you were just like one of the fastest people in America or something, you know, something like that, something along those lines. But I, I totally yeah, the, agree. the funding is so ass backwards because like Alito, we were just talking about it. Anyone wondering, you want to know how they got that new stadium? They had a, what was his name? Something gray, Jonathan gray, Jonathan gray. Went, to, went to Texas. They had the, uh, the fabled three Pete where they won state three years in a row because but of him. They won, no, no, no. They won all four years, all four years, but yeah. it was, so I had a friend with him, right? I, no, no, no. He won all four years with them. Oh, okay. So, so I guess he was I, a 
junior when the three-peat happened. Yes, so I had a friend that I graduated in 2013, a a guy that I actually went to elementary school with. He played on that squad that won the three, because Jonathan Gray was a year below me. He was two years below you, Blink. And so our senior year, they had done the three-peat. Or your okay. senior year, when we went to one act for di- yeah, for area for there, area, uh, yeah. they that was their third season that they'd won state. And it, it, right. I mean, it's in the middle. I'm not kidding, Alito. You can look it up. It's in the middle of absolutely nowhere. And they've been they've been state contenders ever since then too. And yeah, I don't know. There was a viral yeah. video that went around where the coach had them brand him with the Alito yes, symbol on the, on the chest. Yeah, and a lot absolutely. of people didn't know where that was, and they just, yeah. oh, wow, that coach is fucking crazy. But that's yeah. Alito, because there's like, seriously, there's fuck you money out there. Oh, it, it's, And it's it in the middle of Texas, nowhere. Yeah, it's like Texas horse raising country, like like show horses and like thoroughbred country. So it's, it's, it's like very vague money, but it's yeah. everywhere. It's like 35 minutes outside of Fort Worth West, mm-hmm. and there's, there's, no, there's Weatherford out there. Mm-hmm. There's go uh, kangaroos. Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ. Why do I know all these mascots? <laughs> right. So that's out there, and I don't even. How how do you even go out there and have that much money and then get a successful school going? It's just sports. Like right. they make so much money off of attendance and grants and things like. It's crazy. It's crazy it the opportunities yeah. out there. Which, and I mean, I kind of feel bad for Jonathan Gray because not bad. He ended up not doing anything at UT. Yeah, yeah, and that was the thing. He went to Texas when they were like really on the downhill. And it was like, man, to be literally a four-year all-star starter state champion and then to go to a, you know, I'm not supposed to, you know, praise UT for anything because of my Aggie roots or whatever. But I mean, for what is, you know, historically known as a very good football school, to go there in one of, I'm going to say one of the most one of the worst eras of recent UT football history, you know, because right. they were coming off of like all these like championships and everything. And then he goes and it was like, basically everybody that did all that was gone. Coaching staff got flipped over. Well, it's been flipped time. over more than once since oh, then yeah. too. And honestly, it was recent, this recent year, what 2018 season when they like really kicked it back into gear. Yeah. They've um, that who uh, Herman. Um, yes. Whatever, yeah. whatever his name is, he's done a pretty, he's done a decent job out there. I gotta yeah. give him that. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, it's it, the funding is so interesting how how they do it. It's, well, it's more infuriating because of the fact that teachers are still underpaid, and I know most people are like, oh, well, they're just like at a up to a certain grade level, they're just basically babysitting. It's like, yeah, but they're supposed to be like shaping your kid's mind wouldn't you want them to give more of a shit about their job right <laughs> but and you know. see I... these teacher meltdowns where kids are yelling all day and dude it's it wears you down oh yeah it yeah. so wears you down it's rewarding but christ yeah yeah and Man, it's to... oh i was gonna say sorry this is a random point but like <laughs> my, tan, my tan line from the weekend is so weird because where my tattoo is on my leg it's perfectly unsunburnt and then right next to it up to that same level is fried (laughs) dude i okay so let's go i kind of want to go back and talk more about that if i won the lottery this is something that i didn't bring up Mm -hmm. i would have so many more tattoos it would not be funny oh yeah i'd have a sleeve tomorrow (laughs) yeah 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 i would have a full sleeve on my right arm and a full sleeve on my left leg and i would just be 
rocking it. I, oh, I'm yeah. telling you, I would have my fucking ruckus. My <laughs> my hair would be perfect and long and wavy, and I would have as many tattoos as I could possibly get. And I would you still would... go to the same guy because I love his work. Oh, and yeah. He's not even expensive. I would just be like, all right, man, here's like multiple thousand dollars. Can we just, can we just, every time I come in, you're just like down to, down yeah. to tattoo. I'm going to tip the shit out of you because I want to make it sure that every time I walk in, you're available just for me. <laughs> or, <laughs> you know? or we can just meet up somewhere and we can just right. get this done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's, I, I'm weird with mine because like I have full plans for basically my entire body. There's some spots that are kind of, you know, I don't say hit or miss. Hit or miss. I guess um, he never missed, huh? (laughs) Got a boyfriend, but he doesn't kiss ya. Um, Yeah, (laughs) I have, it sounds incredibly morbid, but my... I I keep flip-flopping, but my right leg and my left arm are almost solely going to be dedicated to, like, my mom and dad when they pass. So it's going to be, like, a full leg sleeve or whatever they call it, pant. I guess it's a sleeve or socks or whatever they call them for the legs. And then, like, a full, probably, like, peck chest into shoulder down to, like, shit. I want to say even wrist at that point, you know. Yeah, I uh, yeah I would. And then my, I, my my left leg, right arm are kind of like whatever I feel like is going to go on there. <laughs> right. See, and I really because I have plans. I have a three quarter sleeve almost fully planned out for my right arm, but lately I've really wanted a leg tattoo, like oh, yeah. really really badly. Not I don't think I would right now. I don't want something. I don't think on my calf, but I would love like a really cool thigh tattoo, mm-hmm. um, just for me. Like, at, right, like right. the last time, like one of the last times I saw you when you were still living in College Station, we were doing something. You were wearing shorts, and you had tattoos on your thighs, and I had you had never even brought them up. And I was like, "What oh, the yeah. fuck?" And you're like, yeah. "Oh yeah, I've had these." It's like, bitch, you yeah. can't say anything. Yeah. The fuck? Well, my mom, <laughs> uh, was shit. How long ago was that? About a year and a half ago when I got it, right? Because I was still in college when I got it, so it was. Yeah, yeah oh, I want to say it was like a year and like six. Uh, oh shit, it was probably like a year and almost ten months ago now. Yeah, because uh, I think it was before that Astros game that we were I, talking about one of the the last podcast podcast before when we were because that was almost a year ago. That was when you saw it because I got it. I got it like in the summer of I want to say twenty sixty nine. Back in the 20, summer of. <laughs> I got God damn it. it was, <laughs> um. Well, it was the summer before I graduated, so it would have been the summer of 2017. And my mom just now, like two weeks ago, saw it because I even I don't I mean, after my first one, I just kind of like let them gradually see what they see, because it's like the first one is the most like, oh, look at that. Like, yeah. And my parents aren't against tattoos by any means. Like my dad has a bunch and my mom has like two or three. Hers are obviously like real dainty, like you can't actually see them unless you like know where they are kind of thing you know not to be gross um but but it was like the the one on my calf i surprisingly and it wasn't like i was trying to hide it from him but i just never said anything because i know my stepmom is always against them and at this point i have enough now to where it's like if i have another one they're just like oh okay what's that one you know and which is great because at first it was real like walking on eggshells and i know my dad didn't care because 
what's funny is the the thing with my parents about the tattoos is they were more like worried about how much it cost than having it you know having that's, something that's on my, my body. mom's argument every time and honestly i got my first tattoo on my chest like i think it was literally the day i turned 18 right. i it was and a I sunday one. i always yeah it's dude it's not aging well like she did so bad i really need to get with jeremy and my tattoo guy jeremy and see if he'll redo it because i don't like i love it like it's genuinely like it's i got it shit like i've had it for what six years almost six years yeah Yeah. like it's just part of me now i don't even it's like your nose Mm -hmm. it's like a scar like you just don't notice it anymore like if i pay attention i'm like dude this is it like i really like it so i got that one my mom was pretty much to the point like i'm gonna not talk to you anymore if you get one and i was like yeah. well and i just sent her a picture after it was done i was like well you're kind of gonna have to deal with it yeah. and then I, so that one wasn't visible i have another one on the inside of my right arm it's not really visible i got one on the back of my right arm and it's some Very of it is visible yeah you know but the last one i got is my entire right forearm like the entire thing and see i haven't even seen that one in person yet i completely forgot about that (laughs) yeah i've had it since february but the first time i saw her like i pulled up she was waiting Mm. in my house she as soon as she opened the door i was like hey mom i got a new tattoo here look at it because i knew she was gonna lose it and she goes right oh yeah so that makes three on that arm i'm like yep but she goes as your mother please stop (laughs) and i was like uh fuck you mom yeah, yeah so hear me out hear me out that's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I really am going to get I'm going to have the 3 3 4 sleeve on my right mm-hmm. arm. Like that's even if I don't advance in my career, like I'm just going to save enough money and I'm going to 100% finish that one. Right, right. Cuz you're you're you got a pretty good start on it, so you might as well continue it. Oh know? yeah. I know there's going to be like around the elbow and stuff like that's going to suck. But oh, it's oh. gonna be worth it in the long run. Like I'm just now getting used to it being there. Like it's fully healed. It's like it look. He did such a good job. I love traditional tattoos, oh, so yeah, that's like good. my sleeve is gonna be full traditional. It might, it might have some geometric in there too, because one of my tattoos on my right arm is a geometric right. tattoo. And yours, I love the color palette you have on yours because it's it's like black and white or black and gray, as they say. Yeah. And he put a little bit of what was it, battleship gray in there. Yeah. So there's he like calls it battleship gray. Incredibly slight like super muted blue hint to it like yeah. very very slight but it's like blue gray kind of it, it, it's incredibly well done yeah it, it's i get I'm, i get ta- i get asked about it all the time and i have so many people because i work retail i have right. so many people tell me that they love it and oh, yeah because it's we're just getting to the point where tattoos don't matter and i'm so grateful mm-hmm. but i had i was so fearful of getting my first really big visible one that right. when i started my like when i actually started my sleeve and I had all of this going. I was like, all right, man, like I'm ready to get started. He goes, where do you want to start? And I was like, I don't know what you think. He goes, no, 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 man. Like you have to decide this. And I was like, <laughs> fuck it. Let's go with the most obvious one. But right. guys, we're, we're, we're running up right to the end of this podcast. We appreciate y'all so much. Make sure and check us out on Population 536 on Twitter. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much. Again.